This episode of The League Rundown is brought to you by Moxie and Zen. Check out moxieandzen.com slash tforce or just use the code tforce for 20% off of your order. Premium, inexpensive boxers made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, leaving your bot lane feeling fresh. Compared to the rest, none of them will keep you as comfy as Moxie and Zen. Hello, and welcome to episode 428 for a mini League Rundown, brought to you by the Trinity Force Network. This is the middle of Group Stage, Worlds 2022, uh, kind of part two scenario-esque going on here. Uh, This episode is uh, lovingly entitled, Oh, we're halfway there. Oh, living on a prayer. I'm your host, Sean Jagudoff Duffy, and I'm joined not by a full cast this evening, uh, but we do have the ever-present Jack Zoman. All right, because Sean's a coward and wouldn't sing our fucking episode title, you coward. Whoa, we're halfway there. Oh, living on a prayer. All right, let's keep this time-wasting energy throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah, this is really good for me personally um we've got live from his own bedroom it's kinkus Cass. can i sing it too should we just yeah i think everyone sing it? should we're yeah. halfway no i'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh and he's loose it's mongoose yeah i'm not i'm not doing it <laughs> thank you if you Y'all had done it i would have gone back and do it again i would you call me one more time Jax. i'm just saying <laughs> i'm the sober the one here and i'm the one singing on mic Come on. Hey, I'm I'm currently sober. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the rest of the episode <laughs> with a, goes. With a bottle in hand. <laughs> <laughs> I have to save my voice for a second cast, and I lost it on Sunday. So uh, that is going to be my excuse. Uh, but what is the excuse for NA, you might be asking? Here between group stage part one and part two. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, quick, brief little news update, right? Worlds 2022, if you guys are listening to this now. Uh, group stage? Second round is probably starting the same day. Uh, The first round, essentially, of groups is a single round robin. All the teams playing each other at all the different groups, kind of scattered over four days. The way the second round works is every group finishes their group that day. Mm -hmm. I believe it even starts with group A on Thursday, then B, C, and D. Um, So same order as you would expect, given the table. And that's it. 
It's going to be that. that. Actually, they start does. a little bit that's, earlier. That's fucking dope. Because years past, it's been like random did groups not on the that. schedule every single time, and no one seemed to know who was playing that day. I think it was because there weren't four different major region seeds for certain regions, and so they were trying to stack certain groups in times and days of the week. That would make most sense. But because there's an LCK team and an LPL team in every group, no real need to do that. They're all the same. Uh, it all will start earlier. This is going to start two hours earlier than the first set of group stage games. It'll be at noon PDT in New York. Uh, the reasoning for this is any tiebreakers that occur by the end of the regularly scheduled games will need to be played that same day. Uh, and there is likely to be quite a few scenarios that involve some sort of tiebreakers, either for first and second, because three teams tied, or for second place, or between first and second. Anything yep. could happen. They have to allow for three tiebreaker games, which is what happens if a group goes three and three across the board. Mm-hmm. Is that likely between to happen this me. year? Probably not, but it happened last year, and it means a nine-game day, so they have to start early enough to accommodate that. We can do it, though. The dream. 3-3. Three, three. N-A. Everyone can do yeah, it. 3-3. Three, uh, three. Let's Spoilers. Go. If you're rooting for N-A, you're rooting for tiebreakers because they got to happen. Unfortunately, uh, cuts may be coming across the board specifically to the teams exiting group stage as well as maybe across the entire LCS ecosystem. Kangas, you got a couple, you got at least a little inkling of a rumor of stuff going on starting in 2023. Yeah. So um, again, none of this is confirmed, but it is rumored. So brace yourself and a fans that the uh, region as a whole, a lot of the teams cutting their budgets. Ironically enough, the two that I have heard uh, might be actually spending a lot of money are FlyQuest and Golden Guardians as the last two that have like newer investors coming in. I think FlyQuest just had a recent uh, new in, uh, purchase, like a new ownership came in and apparently they're going to be uh, looking to revamp and spend some money and Golden Guardians hoping to get a big roster, but everybody else slashes across the board. So means two things for me. Um, the plus side is you will probably see a lot of Academy talent promoted. A lot of North American players that are hungry, trying to prove themselves and there is a lot of good talent in the academy ecosystem that uh could make the jump now and a lot of players that if they had one more year in academy easily could make the jump but they could still probably hang with a lot of lcs players um but it's gonna give different look for the league but for me it's exciting because i want to watch that (laughs) i want to watch new na players come in rather than just you know 10 more imports every off season so if you're excited about that, that is probably going to happen. That's like the, the most obvious uh, outcome. But the negative side is I've heard that it does not just stop at the teams themselves and that it is essentially viewership continually declining year over year, uh, as well as global viewership now decreasing. NA teams doing this poorly at Worlds uh, and past international performances means that LCS has the chance legitimately that we will lose our major region uh, title which would also mean budget cuts from the riot side across the uh, LCS production. So don't know what that means, uh, what those would look like, to what extent, if that means different people on the broadcast, a different look to the broadcast, but uh, it is in conversation and seriously in question if LCS deserves a major region title. Rumored. All rumors, but I would not be surprised... (laughs) given you know uh how things have been going and i feel like that is the trajectory that we are currently going down so it stings a little for na fans it should 
Yeah. This sucks. We're barely better than PCS, like as a whole, and technically aren't because at least they've got a world title in their belt. So technically, it was LMS, but you know. Yeah, isn't that just PCS now? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Full swap. PCS just got more more regions put into it, so mm-hmm. you know, technically I think, better. <laughs> I think best case scenario is we would still maintain air quotes major region status, kind of like the PCS, but we just get dropped down to like two teams at Worlds. Uh, something along those lines. So uh, again, none of it should confirmed. redo the format and uh, have worlds be completely different. But that's just me. But we're not ready to talk about that. All right. Uh, other news, roster news. Uh, this is sort of roster news. Uh, there was a competitive ruling from Riot Games specifically about G2's former El Presidente, Carlos Rodriguez, who has been completely dropped from the Gamers as Well organization. Uh, it was just a Riot coming through and basically saying, yeah, uh, what he did could hurt us as a business. He had to sign a contract when they joined the league that he would not do that. Uh, he fucked up. We are going to also agree that eight months off uh, and away from Riot products is warranted, which is the exact same punishment G2 board originally handed down. And if he ever wants to come back, he has to complete some sensitivity training courses, I assume very similar to what uh, Reginald over in TSM has to do. Uh, and it's, don't think... Yeah, go for it. The uh, sensitivity training has to be done by a third party. Um, so mm-hmm. no one that's affiliated with Riot, G2, League of Legends, any of that. So it's just or basically, hey... You kind of fucked up and you need to fix it and we want someone else to be the one to make you fix it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But we don't even know if he's coming back. I think it's pretty unlikely he does into a major we've seen for a while. Scarf fans everywhere are crying. (laughs) Into their scarves, which are now limited edition collector's items. So maybe not. The most surprising thing for me on that, you should read it. It's a lot of like technical jargon that repeats itself a lot but what i was surprised about the most was how honest it was and transparent it was in the reason behind their ruling and they like list the specific like uh i forget what to, what it's called but whatever's in like the the team the passage uh, of the contract book, that they're right using. yeah mm-hmm. the code of conduct or whatever they use yeah so they actually list like what the article is and then it, it is a subjective article uh heading like like the the way it's worded is like if we deem it damaging to our image then we can take action against you and that's essentially what they did but they literally just said it he posted mm-hmm. an image of him partying with an andrew tate who has been labeled and they even like cited like a news source <laughs> uh mm-hmm. for like uh, the some of the accusations laid against him so yeah it was a cool read yeah he's done so and not just on twitch uh tsm has also made some roster changes of their own. They have dropped Tactical. I don't remember if we talked about this last week, but Team Liquid dropped... uh, uh, Specifically, Bjergsen seems to be looking for a new home. Uh, That is not confirmed, though, from Team Liquid itself. So there are lots of NA organizations that are making some big, big moves already while the rest of the teams are at Worlds. Uh, Other news, or really just other items. Mongoose, where can people talk about Worlds and uh, build up maybe some NA copium? You should come join the community Discord. We still have game nights on Mondays if you're interested in playing uh, some normals with people or flex if people are up for that. That's a very, very fun time. Uh, we're having pickums thanks to Miniquant. And if you want to do, uh, 
if you want to join the community pickums as well, I'm sure there's a link pinned in there to join for the riot pickums. Um, yep. And the don't forget to do those because the timing on it has been kind of weird. Uh, it was really weird for play-ins, um, but it is uh, it's a lot of fun this year. I think a lot of changes that they did were really nice. Um, and if you come join the community discord, you can see that I bullied one of the world's teams to release their esports merch um, by just persistently telling them every day to give me their merch. Um, mm -hmm. And they eventually had enough of it. It was all me. Um, mm -hmm. True, true. So you can come in, join on that. And you'll get news about people like Kangas who are uh, wearing apparel for CLG and doing cool stuff. So you can learn Ooh. a lot of fun things about all of us. I am now an official model. CLG model. But, yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But why Incredible. male models? Duffy, uh, if you want to autograph, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 what, what what was the question, Jax? But why male models? Yeah, of course. But he just told you. Oh, it's in the computer. <laughs> Guess you'll watch Zoolander if you haven't. Yet. <laughs> um, and that might you know honestly watch Zoolander, then watch NA's performance at Worlds. It's the same. It'll thing. explain a lot. No, I I, I disagree. <laughs> Zoolander seemed smarter. Uh, you know what? He succeeded in what he eventually wanted, so that is fair as of right now, because we are only halfway through groups, and anyone who has watched... Oh, North we're halfway there! Thank you. You're supposed to... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Living on a prayer. I legitimately don't know if I could sing those right now without my voice dying. He's saving <laughs> his know, voice. This is fair. He's cheating on us. Um, That's what it is. I'm cheating on you guys with another cast. Uh, yes, <laughs> Listeners, I promise I tried to shame him into singing before the show even started. He refused. I will attempt to sing the next time. I just literally don't think I can. But I'm moving on from that because this is a very similar parallel to North America at Worlds. They really want to do well, guys. They really do. But I don't physically know if they're capable of it. Week one did not go so hot. In fact, this episode was originally entitled A Perfect Start because NA, for the first time ever, went 0-9. Uh, we went the full Monty we went high, hardcore, just high society. We didn't want to be in New York. It's a shame of a city anyway. Who wants to be in Madison Square Garden? We gave our best Knicks impression. Uh, this is a guarantee that Greg Kim will not let me uh, model any clothes later, by the way. If I'm this <laughs> out loud. Um, so, yeah, we, we went 0-9. Uh, Kangas. Anything it's, positive. It's... Anything. Oh my God, I got to do the Anything. positive one. Um, I wanted to give you something, you know, positive. It, okay. like someone's got to do it. I guess the the easiest positive is that it's impossible for us to do worse. We could do just as bad, but we could not do worse. Um, mm -hmm. I guess the the positive that I had after the first two days was like, yeah, we suck at late game. Our objective setups are trash, and our team fighting once everyone's got three, four items is the worst of any region. But at least we're like fucking monkeys slapping our keyboards, and we're like chucking them like frisbees over at the enemy side, and like you know yelling slurs at them. Like we're getting active, right? You know, we're in the game, even if our junglers are allergic to ganks. Uh, mm -hmm. But it, it felt like we were scrappy, and we were at least like doing something even if it wasn't the right thing 
But then days three and four just felt so much worse, man. It's like, I don't know. I feel like our players are just demotivated, struggling a lot. I watched an interview with Zven, uh, and he was like, I, I think verbatim was like, look, man, it's not going well for us right now. <laughs> like, yeah, that interview was, was rough. <laughs> that was a rough one to watch. And Was that the same one where he's like, yeah, we were like scrimming all these guys and we lose every goddamn scrim? Yep. Yeah. Our, they don't win at all. Like the only time they win is when they get into Challenger's queue or Champion's queue. And then if they're placed up against Knight, yeah, they're still not winning. Mm-hmm. So there's no escape. It It is the worst that our region has looked. And I would say, I know this is maybe a little bit of like, I don't know, uh, backtracking, but I'm not too surprised based on the form of our teams uh, in summer playoffs. Uh, I don't remember if I said that opinion on the podcast, so you know, take that or leave it. But it feels like this is the weakest our region has been, and I did not have a lot of confidence. I still had faith, but like not a lot of actual confidence uh, in NA. And uh, it's yeah, it's 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 low. So the problem here is that NA Week One was EG three owing Mad Lions, and we got mm-hmm. NA Week Two starting off the group stage. Now we get to see what NA Week 3 looks like, and none of us know yet. That's not true. We have seen NA teams get slapped in quarterfinals and also make it out of quarterfinals. Right. We've seen them beat a Korean team in quarterfinals, too. So we Mm -hmm. have no fucking clue Mm -hmm. what to expect from NA Week Mm 3. Maybe we just beat all the LCK teams. Not enough to make it out, but we beat all the LCK teams. Play spoiler so EU gets all of its teams out. Mm -hmm. I think that... uh, uh, Mark Z's tweet summarized it the best. How fucking good is that first one? Get a feel, man. Yes, <laughs> it's going to be the best. We're going to celebrate that like we won the whole tournament. No matter who wins, I'm fucking taking that to the bank. We beat Flying Oyster, and that's the only North American win. Well, I'm no, it's it. It, it's going to have to be. There's no shot. We cannot let it get to double digit losses in a row. So that means it's got to be Cloud9 Fanatic. That's our first match uh, on Thursday. Can Cloud9 take Fnatic down? No, Cloud9 needs to take down the other two so Fnatic's guaranteed out. They can, f- yeah, but that Cloud9's... I don't, like that. I don't like that narrative. Cloud9's welcome to win the third game and win the tiebreaker and also get out. Mm. I'm okay with that. Doesn't, I thought Cloud9 had to win three games in order. Oh, I know. They're, yes. they're the one team that doesn't. Yes, correct. Because right. everyone else is two and one. So this actually... Yeah. There's two scenarios that work out really well for NA teams. And it's a one team that's really at the top and is 3-0. Or it's every team being stacked together at 2-1. The unfortunate reality is uh, the only group that satisfies the former requirement is Group D with R and G 3-0 and fucking Gen G in second place at 2-1. And And then the other other group is Group A with 2-1s across the board and C9 down there 0-3. So Group D actually has somewhat... Of a way for 100 Thieves to get through, but it requires... And we can go into, like, all the requirements, and Jax, I'm going to throw it over to you in a second. Um, But, like, those are the two best-case scenarios. Evil Geniuses also actually has the same scenario here with 3-0 for JDG. I was going to say, technically, that's every group scenario. Yeah, Yeah. I I totally forgot about the fact that JDG actually went 3-0. That's because it didn't look like they were going to for most of one of those games. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's really the, we, what I'm still thinking in my mind. We, we is like, hope, you definitely lost that game, right? We hope that they now go five and one, and that we're the team to beat them, mm-hmm. and that also RNG goes five and one, and we're the team to beat them, and that we can get tiebreakers that way. They could even just go six zero, and so long as True. like we beat the other teams, we're in the conversation. But that also requires on second place to lose twice. So, which they would do if um, the top team goes fully undefeated. So there's some actual scenarios in which NA can make it out. The best cases for them are all going 3-0, which is it C9 has only a single instance if they go 2-1 so that they can make it out. C9 is the one that absolutely must go 3-0 or they're doomed. There is no scenario oh, in which C9 they C9 must, okay. Yeah, because all of EDG, T1, and Fnatic play each other and have two wins, it is guaranteed at least two of them will have three wins. There's, there's no way around that. Mathematically, it's mm-hmm. impossible for their, them to have two of them stay at two wins. So C9 must 3-0 or they're out. Done. That's mm-hmm. it. Every scenario in which they 3-0, there is a tiebreaker. If they 3-0, they are guaranteed a fourth game that is their best of one shot out of the group, no matter what. Mm. So and Jack, Jax is looking at the sheet right now. So yes. ignore everything we said for the last three minutes. Just listen to Jax from this point forward. <laughs> so for EG and 100 Thieves, the scenario is the same. If they go 2-1, and one, there is a scenario where the team that 3-0'd in their group can just go 6-0, and oh, and the other three teams tie at 2-4, and four, and they can play a tiebreaker to get out with two wins only. If they go 3-0, and oh, there's one scenario in which that just advances them, almost every scenario in which it's a tiebreaker, and a minute possibility of them not making it at 3-3, three and three, which sucks. And a reminder. Fnatic was two and four in their group in what 2017 i want to say 2018 is one of those i want to say it was 18 it wasn't 18 because that's where they won their group outright and wound up losing against ig it was the year that misfits pushed that was uh, 2017 to five games yeah that was 2017 so it it has happened there is a precedent that it, it is possible none of these teams are doomed until they actually play their games much like everything in life mm-hmm. nothing is doomed until it happens guys just remember that when you're playing solo queue and your support fucking locks in goddamn i don't know zed it's not doomed until it happens i've won a game in it solo queue as jack support so like yeah it's technically not you're doomed. every time you play support you're jack hey, that's support. Your literally once ever <laughs> every time you play support you're Jack's support. You can't argue with this logic. Yeah, this is 100% accurate. God damn. All right, Mongoose, keep it moving. I will say for NA fans, EG has looked pretty good despite yep. going 0-3. Yep. I think G2 is their roughest loss, which is kind of unfortunate because they really need to be able to beat G2. But they looked really good against Damwon, and they started to bring it back against JDG. Um, and Calvary is actually looking so good. Uh, just the Ezreal game, not it, but the rest of the time he's actually looked really, really good, which is exciting for NA. Um, even if they don't make it out this year, I think EG has put a lot of good things into motion for NA going forwards, um, for international success. 
in my mind, if all three of these teams were 0-3, but looked the way EG had in their group, I'd be fine. I'd be like, you know what? We came out here, we prepped, we had a game plan, we even had some weird things to throw at our opponents. Did they work? Ultimately, no. But we tried, we did active things. Inspired, for the most part, has been excellent. Was he also partially responsible for one of their losses? Yeah. But that's going to happen when you're against goddamn JDG Dom Juan with Canyon mm-hmm. and G2 to some extent. Um, yeah, Kangas, go for it. I think a, a big part of that is that evil geniuses are playing to their strengths. Look at their drafts, other than, again, the Ezreal, but like look at what they've been drafting even in play-ins for Cowrie. It is focused on things like the Varus, things like Callista, things that he can play, and it seems like they actually understand how they want to play way better than LCS playoffs when we saw Kauri sub in for that you know lower bracket finals run, as opposed to 100 Thieves and Cloud9, where I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know what their prep was. I don't know why they leave a zero up in every single game, and they just refused to try and ban that or pick it themselves because they felt why. that Talia would work into it. I don't know why they left Yubi up ever. They're stuck in the previous... They're stuck in, in NA playoffs is what it is. Well, I, they're drafting I, almost the same as NA playoffs, and I think yeah. the main reason is because a oh. lot of these teams stayed in their country and boot camped there. And they yes, didn't get I, that time uh, of boot camping against the Eastern teams. And I've heard many teams, especially LPL teams, have just, uh, they're not scrimming Cloud9 specifically. They just said, no, we're not going to scrim them. Uh, because apparently they just like were not good <laughs> in scrims. <laughs> and teams are like, this is not worth not our worth time. It. Like we're slaughtering them so much. It's just not even worth it to schedule blocks with them. So um, it, it really Yikes. does feel like 100 Thieves, FBI is playing the worst I've ever seen him play. Mm-hmm. Zven does not know how to play support, and it's really being shown. Uh, he could hang at LCS level because Berserker's just so damn good, and Blabber was popping off, and Fudge was having a couple of really good games, and Jensen didn't have you know international mid laners he was up against. Even if he was getting gapped by JoJo, it was like you know it, it's JoJo. He's still like a rookie. He's gonna make a couple mistakes, <laughs> but now everything is coming together, and you're like, oh yeah, Cloud Nine sucks. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but they are not at the international level uh, in any of their lanes. I would say Berserker is absolutely the only one that's like hanging at this level. And he's, he doesn't have a support. Like he can't lane. I watch laney phase and I just feel bad for the guy. He's got a mm-hmm. Nautilus that walks up level one and has hook and just gets chunked to half health and then walks back under turret. And he's like, well, now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> it's rough. It's so disappointing. The point, I think, it's not even that they're all individually getting gapped for me, and you've already mentioned this before. It's what is C9? What are they supposed to do as a team? When I think of C9, I think Blabber is too aggressive. What did I see from Blabber all three games? Zero aggression. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Like, even if that's your weakness, it was your identity. It works for you. It's what you've built everything on. Sven, yeah, if he's going to get, like, hard shit on in lane, okay, 
then just have Blabber sit down there. Force a 3v3 constantly in the bot lane. Send Fudge up on a tank, which he's done before. Stop trying to give him the 1v1, mm -hmm. which I actually think he can do. But the, the like, margin for error now with only three games left is way too narrow. You can't pull it off. Stop bothering. Jensen, This for me, on this team, and I think we should go team by team and just kind of like sure. air our grievances because it's fun. Um, <laughs> and then let's celebrate EU because EU's been kicking yes, ass. Yes, EU's yeah. been... I, I think, I think we, we should that's actually talk more off. about that because that's a big deal. We'll do a quick airing of grievances for all this, but my biggest, the biggest problem I have outside of the coaching diff, the draft that's atrocious for all three teams, really, EG doing maybe the best work at it, is... Jensen is getting hard fucking gapped. Yep. Embarrassingly. Like, yes, destroyed 1v1. You mean if he's someone not comes to his lane faker he, this year? He unfortunately <laughs> forgot his cologne back in LA. And so, yes, bodied by Jensen. Did not make the trip. It may be discontinued, to be honest with you. I think it might be. Um this like fuck. Everyone else I could be like, okay, blabber, jungler. These are really good junglers in this group. Okay, even Razork is looking really strong. Got it. Jensen, though, has fucking been here constantly. He's been talked up. He's been hyped up, falling flat on his face. Like, holy shit. It's so bad, guys. He, he literally looks worse than Abadaga at this tournament. Yeah, oh, which yeah. we're going to get to 100 Thieves, oh, and that's going to be my first point of criticism there. Actually, second point, because my favorite player is also just shitting the bed, but I knew he would, so I'm not that disappointed. Kangas. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, not much more to say on Cloud9. I definitely have the same uh, read, put Sven back in Enchanters. If I'm, if I'm Cloud9, I'm saying he looked best on the Lulu and the Yumi, and I still think you can run that. I, I don't think it will be the best for the world's meta, but it is what you know how to do. So do that. Enable Berserker, draft an entire fucking comp around him. Go Orn, Yumi, and then give him, I don't know, something that can, you know, scale and carry. Fucking Jinx, I don't give a shit. Just let Berserker <laughs> carry you. Give Jensen Galio anything that is just going to have use. <laughs> Oriana's enabled again. Give him Oriana, please. Like, just something that can just hit the wave, walk back, and then group up for a team fight. To be clear, they shouldn't be able to get Yumi because she is 4-0 at Worlds and has been banned in almost every other game. The cat is a fucking monster. Fuck the stupid champion. We had this discussion in the Discord. Come join the Discord so you can have the full version. But fuck mm -hmm. Yumi. I want to see her banned red side literally every game for the rest of the tournament. She is that busted. And if she's I'm not okay banned by red too. side, she should be first picked by blue every single game she's left up. The changes they made to Yumi, the fact that it made full AP Yumi, Luden's Rush Yumi, fully viable, I want to throw everything at the wall. She's out damaging actual carries. Or, or what is, I think, equally as annoying is the Everfrost Yumi, which I didn't it's even know annoying. you could do, but that is some bullshit when you see a Hecarim charge in with the Yumi, and then Yumi Everfrost on top of all the CC that's already there. You're like, no, that's not fair, man. Have all right. Seen, uh, yeah, go for it. Have you seen the actual stat for Yumi about damage per gold? It's like yeah. 1.7 damage per gold. ADCs aren't getting above 1.6 in any game. 
and the player with the highest is uh, Fanatics mid laner with 1.72 or something like that. Jesus. Uh, Yumi's wow. just nuts. Such a dumb champ. Yeah, she's in a great spot. We think she's really balanced. Uh, 200 years. Oh my god. She's been present in every world since she released except for one in which she was fully kneecapped and it was an engage meta. So, bring fuck it back. this champ. <laughs> Yeah, bring it back. Bring back engagers in a big, big way. Uh, okay, let's talk about the other NA teams. We're going to speed run them here because we want to talk about the EU teams. 100 Thieves. What do we like from 100 Thieves? Someday actually looking like he belongs in the top lane pool? He's the only yeah. one that's Someday. doing something. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's literally the only one who looks even passable on 100 Thieves. It's rough. I knew this was going to happen, which is actually why I picked a Mumu as my champ with most deaths, because I knew it was Huhi's favorite champ. Ah. Huhi is just straight running it. Like, oh my god. You talked about how FBI looks the worst you've ever seen him. I'm thinking of it the same vein as what's happening to C9. What are you supposed to do when your support just dies? Constantly. Constantly. I would love to see his gray screen versus actual gameplay percentage because i'm assuming it's very very high up there mm. and it's fucking uh, tough can we also talk about i know this is more of a overall na thing but how many level ones we've just died yeah it's what but hey we've turned some around i think too. it's three out of nine that we've just died level one because we just walked into a generic five point start and the enemy team had a plan and we just get fucked Hey, there was that's one how, where uh, all the O3 teams are. Am I right? Hey. Vietnam. <laughs> Let's go, Gam. Um, yeah, that's that's I guess one nice commiseration here is hey, at least the VCS champion also okay. is you know the ones that've been missing for three years yes, from right. Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just briefly want to touch on man. Levi's the only person on that team who looks even vaguely up to par. And even then, he's not the, like, Levi doing crazy shit styling on people we saw a few years ago. This is Levi being adequate when the rest of his team looks like a play-ins team. If only it was possible for EG to get in that group. If only. It would require DRX not making it, and that was the big problem. Uh, all right. Um... Cool. 100 Thieves, big stinky, not looking good. I love to see them draft three losing lanes and a carry jungle. That's a really great idea. Smart, smart gameplay. Uh, Evil Geniuses, looking like the team with the most life. Uh, the mid lane set into Silas did not go JoJo's way this time around, uh, but I th still think they played overall decently. The bot lane isn't the one inting. Inspired's, I think Inspired has definitely looked like he fit in this group. I think overall he's been excellent. Uh, and that's the big difference between all three teams, in my opinion, is the fact that this jungler is actually doing stuff. And they're kind of doing okay with it. They're also drafting much Just more competent don't watch the Nidalee game. Yeah, I, yeah. God, that That was draft, such a bizarre bro. pick. What? Like, I want to I praise them, but that game alone in the draft, like, makes it hard for me to say overall... Yes, they're drafting well, just not playing as well. I can't, because what the fuck was that game? I hear uh, Power Farming Italy. That's, where, that's mm -hmm. where the world's meta is right now. Hey, at that's least... What, that's uh, what Rush told me. At least EG and C9 didn't get gapped by flying oysters. It's true. <laughs> so that's really going for them. Oh, yeah. Which is great. All right, we, we got we to gotta move yep. on from this. Yep. Positive things. 
EU, Jax, I know you're the one who wants to bang the drum here. How good does the other Western region look? I need to set the stage. So let me break down the major region's win rates in the first half of groups. The LPL's four teams have gone a collective 9-3 and for a 75% win rate. The LCK's four teams have gone a collective 8-4 and for a 66% win rate. The EU's three teams that are still in have gone a collective 6-3 and for a 66% win rate. EU equals LCK right now. But there's one thing EU has that LCK does not. A team that went 3-0. and Dude, how dare we doubt them? How dare? Not only did Rogue go 3-0, and beating GAM, DRX, and Top Esports, they did it in decisive fashion. They looked clean as fuck. Oduwamne looks like not just the best top in his group, but possibly the best top in the tournament. Rogue is on fire right now. Like... I have to eat so much crow about Rogue. They've been excellent. I really thought they would just hey, die. They just got the best member from Dom One. That's all I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, maybe you're not wrong. Balrog has looked real good, but like the story of Rogue so far at Worlds has been Odawamne. Odawamne is gapping the other top laners, shutting down every time they try to make a play on him roaming and making the plays happen his team fighting has been immaculate his teleports are always in the right place on time Mm -hmm. at this point feasting on wayward at this point the the most blessed timeline would be rogue versus uh, drx finals and it's Oda Wabne. He just won his first LEC title up against deft who's going for his first world's title like oh my god that would be so sick East versus West. We got to get there. And it's guaranteed if they both make it out that they're on opposite sides of the bracket and can only meet back up in the finals. There you go. We're going to wish this into existence. Okay. Rogues looking great. Individually all looking fantastic. You should see if you haven't already. uh, Honestly, watch their game against top. It's fucking brutal. The way that they played that, yep. Trimby especially, and Comp are just on oh my fire God. Okay. all game. Listeners, Holy there's, there's a that play. That tower dive. There, there's a tower dive that's great, but the play is the Trimby top lane brush play, where he just hides in a brush, lets the enemy just walk past him, and then sets up an engage that Rogue just collapses on and just smashes. And it's like, what? Trimby, did you... Did you was this intentional? Was this planned? Or is this change just you're reacting to you doing something stupid and it works out? I can't tell, but it was hype as fuck. <laughs> EU Recon, baby. It's always a pleasure. Um, okay, that's Rogue. We got to move yep. on. We've only right. got a short amount of time and a mini so. Let me shit uh, sandwich Talk to me about it. Fanatic. No, I'm going to shit sandwich oh, it. We're going it. G2 next. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Oh, oh yeah. G2 got one win. They dominated the fuck out of EG. It was... By far the most one-sided loss EG had was against G2. So good on them. They got a win. G2 is guaranteed at least a tiebreaker if they win out. And if they can beat D- Damwon specifically and win two games, they have a pretty good chance of either making it out outright or getting a tiebreaker. So they're not, they don't have to 3-0 like the NA teams do. 
But G2 managed to lose games that it felt like they should have won in one of the games. I cannot remember whether it was JDG or Damwon. And the other one, they just got fucking blasted. It was brutal. G2 needs to step up. Yankos and Wonder have been okay. Caps has looked like the worst EU mid here, which is not what you should be saying about Caps. He clapped JoJo, and that was it. And Flacken and Targamus are inexperienced, and it shows, is kind of the takeaway I'm going to have for them. I'm not going to flame them outright because they're the ones who should be in the hardest position. I will say, if you want to see a team play around the enemy team's comp really well, you should watch the G2 Damwon game, because Damwon just runs a clinic on how to take a strong winning lane and turn it into just the pressure point that you keep pushing on um, and just take over the game from using that strong lane that the enemy thought that they had an advantage in. Is that um, the one just where really smart G2 play got from blasted? level one? Yeah. Okay. Then it was yeah. the JDG. The, uh, that, that was plus. when. That was when Kellen flashed level one before the minions were even there and got the Q off. And mm -hmm. they got the flash out of, I think, either Flacket or Targamus. Um, and then it just set up into Canyon coming down every single uh, time he was on bot side. Yeah, and he was just always there. Canyon yeah. sacked and in his the JD own farm. one, the JDG one where they picked the Darius mm -hmm. was actually kind of winnable. That game that was, was really, really close, all, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yes. the Sivir Yumi comp that really just made everyone freaking hate the cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually stupid. Oh, all right. So shit sandwich out of the way. All Let's right. talk Fnatic. So Fnatic is the one. Fnatic's the team that people were like, no, this is the EU sacrifice this year. They're doomed, but it's it'll it'll their curse will help the other two teams. And no, Fnatic comes out the gate. Fucking destroys C9. Fucking destroys T1. Humanoid looking like a god. And even their loss to EDG wasn't a terrible game. It was a fucking, like, banger of a game. So, Fnatic comes in 2-1 and one record, just like the other two teams that don't suck in their group. Two wins guarantees at least a tiebreaker, if not outright qualification. Um, if they can beat EDG and T1, they can lose to C9. It doesn't fucking matter. They're guaranteed to make it. So, the the hope, the the like dream scenario for Group A for Western fans is Fnatic beats EDG and T1, C9 beats all three, because then we get Fnatic and C9 potentially making it out. C9 will have to play a tiebreaker against whoever wins EDG T1 if that happens. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the only reason Fnatic lost to EDG is because they didn't ban uh, Yumi. Yep. The, that was, the, that was I, probably it. The, EU literally lost to failing to ban Yumi. What, tw Humanoid, two out of the four Yumi games were EU losses? Humanoid uh, also in that game gave Azir their only loss so far at Worlds. Uh, so Yumi win record better than Azir now. Yeah. But uh, okay. up until then, Humanoid, his... 
Azir had been the dirtiest Azir I'd yeah. seen at the entire tournament. Humanoids playing out of his goddamn mind that, right now. That was the most frustrating thing, is he was playing like a god, doing the craziest mm-hmm. shit on Azir. And then that one shuffle. Survive, and then he just does mm-hmm. this just most... that one... <laughs> I swear that has to have been like a fail prediction where he thought someone was going in and he was going to just shunt them right back. He out thought Viper was running at him for sure. Yeah, but and Viper he just winds up ulting nothing. No one was in range of the ult. It's not even like it was dodged. He just mispredicted what was going to happen and ults nothing and just drops dead. And it literally was like the death that put it- Fnatic in a backspin that they couldn't recover from. And that was the play after he pulled off like the most insane outplay to save yeah. them the fight in like literally what literally a minute walks, before that <laughs> walks away with like ten HP after right like, cleaning up all of the kills getting an ace uh, like literally I think in the Discord I said humanoid giveth and humanoid taketh away because it was just back to back <laughs> oh that's so sad. So yeah, Fnatic is coming out strong. Humanoid has looked like a beast other than the one flub that cost them the, the game in EDG. Um, Razork has looked good. Not godly, but good. I think, it's a really good uh, I think it's a good meta for Razork to just like mm, yes. chill and mm. actually let his team facilitate instead of him having to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wonder has looked like he needs to. Wonder is not the carry. Mm-hmm. He knows he's not the carry, and he is playing facilitating top laners and doing fine. He's not getting gapped. He's not getting blasted. He's not yeah. blasting, but we don't really expect that out of Wonder anymore. He can still play the Aatrox so that he denies it from the enemy team so they don't have to ban it, yep. but he can also play the Orn and just, like, you know, mm-hmm. be chill and not die. Yeah. Hill is saying also... Uh, seems to have learned Dude. mostly from what happened in uh, play-in stage. It's because he's what? not been put on Lulu, so he can't flash <laughs> he ult can't himself. Flash in the middle. Well, no, he can flash Nami. What was his Nami <laughs> yeah. game? Oh, that was the uh, the T1 game. When he Seriously? T1 was making the play bot lane, and he like flashes the wall. First off, incredible from Razor to read the play. He's getting chased in the jungle with low health, waits for uh, owner to show up, stuns him in the wall. Hilly flashes the wall so they keep vision on him and like mm-hmm. he sacrifices his life, but because of that, they get a one for two trade. And I was like, that was the most ballsy manly flash I've ever seen in my life. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations, second, Hilly. In my mind, second only to when he flashed yes. him without yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Fnatic did play Lucian Nami though, which kind of frustrated me. Because I was like I, I feel like they shouldn't be playing this and still using it as a crutch, but they are. But and yeah, but it works. I, yeah, but, that's I mean, where I was gonna go with it. It's not as strong as it used to be. It, it's mm-hmm. it's not as dominant individually, but they have been showcasing that if you bring the jungler down and get the Lucian ahead, you can still just fucking destroy people, and that's what they did. I think there's at one point upset, literally just hundred to zero, just insta kills. I forget. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Gumayushi. It was Gumayushi. Uh, yeah, it was under pops tower. Pops hundred to zero under tower just before anyone could even react. That's the thing I think that Lucian does that Draven's supposed to also do, but is so much harder to pilot in a full team comp. Is Lucian actually? I liked this bot lane because it allowed upset to actually take charge 
of wherever he was or even wherever the team was. Upset was empowered to start fights. No other AD carry in the game right now, aside from a Draven, can even potentially try to do that. And Draven, once again, if you don't draft around that champ, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Whereas Lucian, you can slot it in a little bit better. So I liked it because it showed a very clear win con of, hey, we need to get Lucian ahead. Otherwise, he's useless. We're going to do that. They did. It was successful. And then Upset used that to continually apply pressure as you're supposed to. If you are a North American team, maybe you should watch some of the other games that have been happening and see that people are finding win cons, going after them successfully or even just at all, and then applying pressure based off of the wins that you get there. And I, so that's why I really liked it. Is I actually thought that draft was so smart. I would hate to see it again, unless there's a perfect reason to choose it again. Uh, but just showing that they have that trick in the bag and are comfortable with it, I thought was masterful. So slightly different, um, I guess, uh, interpretation of that particular pick for me. Maybe influenced by the fact that it was successful. If it wasn't successful, I think I'd agree with you. Be like, why are you even playing this? It doesn't work. But because it did work. And groups is literally the most results-based place you could be <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah, fuck it. You guys knew what you were doing. I'll take it. I will say at least they're playing comfort on like some NA teams um, who are just kind of not playing good things. Yeah. So I don't know what comfort is, I couldn't tell if it was comfort, comfort is better than, than just not playing something you're practiced on. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. That's covered both NA and EU. Any last words you want to give? Maybe specifically I w- EU. I was going to say, do we want to briefly touch on the actual performance of the Eastern teams? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's start Group A. Yeah. Um, so we've got T1 and EDG here, uh, tied two and one. Both have shown incredible play. SKT's wins insanely good. Their loss, big stinky. EDG. Not as, in my opinion, and someone correct me if you think differently, not as dominant as T1 in their wins. Shakier, for sure, but this is a good team. This is a solid team. I just really, if I had to pick one of the two that's going to get first place, if it comes down to it, or second place if Fnatic just crushes it, or actually, excuse me, uh, second place because uh, C9 obviously gets first. Um I think T1 just looks like the better team. And I'm way more terrified of them right now in a BO5. Yeah, I would be surprised if EDG is the one that drops to third in this group and it's T1 Fnatic that move on. Either both at 4-2 or one of them just running this week. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, we're in agreement there. Uh, Mongoose, do you want to talk about Group B? Uh, Yeah, JDG has looked kind of shaky in some of their mid-games, but... I mean, they just have good drafting and they have good players who are mechanically very, very good. Um, And it only gets you so far. I think we see teams like this come into Worlds all the time and everyone's super high on them. And then once a best of five comes around, they kind of just fizzle out um, and don't perform to what everyone else has really expected. I I was going to say, are they by far the worst looking of the three and O's? Yeah. Like, I don't even think so it's far, close. Yeah. Like, RNG and Rogue have I looked think... amazing, and JDG went 3-0, and and they looked okay. The only caveat I have for that is Group D is so weak comparatively. Like, yeah, RNG's looked very, like, good. They're a 3-0 team, but two of those wins were against Flying Oyster and 100 Thieves. The opposite part of that coin, though, is Gen G is the fucking favorite in the entire world tournament. And they bopped the shit out of them. 
they destroyed them. And RNG's coming in as the fourth seed, where JDG's mm -hmm. coming in as the first seed, which is also like you kind of expect JDG to be there, but since RNG's there, it's more of like a oh shit, this team has actually figured it out and put it together. Yeah. Which some people were saying before the tournament started is that specifically RNG um, and EDG were the ones to watch out for. Uh, JDG was sus. Now, how is this all proven out? Uh, only top esports of all the LPL teams is actually out of playoff positioning. So, ah, who knows? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we kind of covered Group D, but Group C, Kangas. Yeah, I want to oh. move on to Domon real quick. Oh. oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Uh, Domon looks like, I think, the smartest team of Worlds. They're not just bopping the ever loving crap out of people and winning before 15 minutes. They're playing a lot of their games really smart and really decisive. I think they could have beat JDG if the game had gone a little bit differently. But Canyon is looking just gigabrain in everything that he does. There was one moment um, where he was on Maokai where he just kept stopping the back and stopping the back. Um, and then hit a blind Q to stop the back again and then it got them the kill. Um, just they look, they look really good. They haven't had to pull Nuggery out, which is surprising to me. I thought Nuggery was definitely going to come out and not play in some of these games. I thought he was going to look subpar to what we're used to seeing him, but he looked really good even on picks that we haven't seen pulled out by anyone else. Uh, yeah, agreed. I, They're interesting. I was going to say, I expect Damwon to be the team that winds up actually getting first seed out of this group. Based on what we've okay. seen, I feel like their loss to JDG, it felt flukish, and I think they're going to win the next time around. And then if they wind up in a tiebreak with JDG, then I think they win the tiebreak, and they might just win out mm -hmm. if JDG drops to anyone else, too. They're scary. Yeah. Like, Don Juan is actually scary. They might be the scariest 2-1 team. Okay. I, maybe. We haven't gotten to Group Ooh, C yet. Might be. Yeah, let's jump on over then. Kangas, great segue. DRX, Talk baby. to me about the Eastern teams. Holy mm. shit. 2-1-1. Play-ins was exciting when we got to see them. I was very hot on this team after play-ins, and they are delivering so far. Their game versus top esports was like watching a babysitter beat the shit out of a <laughs> snotty little kid. It was incredible. It was like just one-sided as hell, and it was entertaining throughout the entire time. It was basically like, don't let Jackie Love play the game. I know he's playing Draven, so it's kind of like a weird draft coming in from top, but... I just loved the approach from DRX where it's not just the Deft show, and now we're realizing it's not just the Zeka secondary show either. Piosic as well showing that the there's a lot of talent running deep in the DRX uh, you know, team pipeline here. And even like, I, I know that the, 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 the roster's kind of changed a lot because who was it? Uh, Juhan? How do you Juhan. see that name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so they've been kind of exploring a little bit uh, of who they're actually starting. Um, but I do like that they have these options and that they have, you know, multiple players that they can field. And just watching their plays, Ben, they're probably my most favorite team to watch so far at Worlds. I, I've loved DRX's games. Um, and then we go, I, obviously their group's not like the hardest. They got Gigabyte Marines. Their rogue game, they probably were the closest Against Rogue, uh, I think that they they put up the most fight. Uh, top esports, I don't I don't know, man. There was some hype behind this team, and they're not delivering in any way. Jackie Love is not looking 
like a top three LPL 80 carry, let alone like a top 10 worlds 80 carry right now. Tian is just brainless. Wayward is getting gapped by everybody. <laughs> it's like, what? Wayward is somehow still like playing one lane position, but it ended up getting gapped by every other player on the other team. Yeah. It's incredible. Like, it's the only thing they're doing better, maybe, he, than NA. He somehow looked worse than Kiaya on GAM. Yeah. Like, he looked worse than the team where I said Levi's the only person who isn't complete shit. Yep. The The caveat to all of this is if Top is one of the teams that makes it out, I actually really don't want to play this team in a BO5. I think the BO1 hard exposes their biggest problems, but I'm looking at like some of the plays they're making. I'm looking at Jackie Love going absolutely fucking just bonkers aggressive and thinking, okay, best of five environment, this dude's going to fucking run that bot lane at some point and it's going to completely smash and it's going to hurt like everyone's confidence. But watching him just int under turret right now in BO1, yeah, right. <laughs> fuck this Let team. me call my <laughs> shot then for this group. Rogue goes five and one. They drop a game to Gam. DRX and oh, Top Esports go three and three because Top beats DRX the second time around and they both get a free win off game. Mm -hmm. And then Gam gets the one game off Rogue and is irrelevant. DRX then wins the tiebreaker against Top. I'd agree with that. Mm. I could see that happening very easily. I don't know. Top just has I, those players that are like, you know, you expect them to do well at Worlds and then they come crashing down and look terrible. But I will say about Jackie Love, Jackie Love does not care who his support is. He will make them do good things. Jackie Love, absolutely insane if he's put onto the right champions. So it all it takes is one good Jackie Love game, and he could smash any team in this group. Solo. Here's the, the downside for a top win scenario. DRX playing from behind. Maybe the most graceful team you talked about Damwon and how you know good and well-oiled they looked drx playing from a losing position is insane it's like a ballet they are that good at it it's incredible how they're able to find one or two places on the rift the only places possible for them to have an advantage and they make the best use of it and they run away before anything else could go wrong they are excellent at that, so I Stop. struggle to see how Top beats them. Stop giving Zekka Silas. Seriously. We have seen yeah, him stomp everything, everyone with Silas. It just needs to needs to stop. Make it Sean has to go All real right, soon, group so D. let's do Group D quick. Yeah, we gotta rush it. Group D, you've kind of already covered it, Mongoose, but it's also got your favorite Eastern team here, um, especially given uh, Gam's struggles uh, to keep it up. Um, talk to me. Group D. Uh, so, of course, um, you know, Genji, obviously 3-0. Wouldn't have doubted them for a second. Uh, actually, they are not. Um, RNG completely came out of the gates and smashed them. Looked so good. Everyone was like, oh, Genji faltering? Could this be it? Could this be just their downfall and they go 0-3? Um, unfortunately, no. They, they kind of just smashed the other two teams because they're big stinky poo-poo. Um, but RNG also smashes the other two teams because they are big, stinky poo-poo. Um, but Flying Oyster taking a game off 100 Thieves, and Flying Oyster in their game against, I think it was RNG, they just kind of played comfort, and it was a super fun game to watch, but they also got smashed, so take it as you will. 
Um, this is... But hey, they're not last. PCS has more wins in groups than NA. Let's go. True. This is the easiest. I, I knew my region freest, wasn't bad. Freest possible group for Gen G and RNG. Like yep. the difference between these two teams and the other two in this group is laughable. You just a hundred thieves gets one win off of either RNG or Gen G. This is a successful worlds. I'm calling it right now. After yep. after them going zero and three, I'm calling it right now. I'm changing the narrative. Ah! If they get one win, they can go home happy. Okay, that's it. That's all I need. I mean, if they get one win, it might decide the group. If uh, yep. Gen G and RNG trade again, so mm-hmm. you know, hundred thieves could be the reason that. Oh yeah, Gen G or Big RNG spoiler. doesn't get uh, first or first seed. The most dangerous is team is the team with nothing to lose. Exactly, which is flying oysters. No. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> well, they still have to get on the plane ride back home, so there is that. Uh, and plane prices right now are insane. Mm. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, but guys. presumably they've All already right. paid for those tickets. What do you mean? Uh, they're flying oyster. They're just gonna fly back. They're just <laughs> getting into an oyster, and it's. What do you mean? They're just gonna fly. <laughs> they have wings. Come on, no plane. Oh my fairs. god! All right. I am flying out of this conversation. This was a quick <laughs> mini episode of the League Rundown. Um, we would probably wax poetic longer, but I do have another engagement I got to run to. Uh, so that's going to do it for us all. We hope you guys enjoyed this just quick little hit uh, with a mostly full cast here. Um, let us know if you like stuff like this and if we should do some quick hits as well uh, between um, the other stages. Quick hits, yeah. almost an hour long podcast. You know, for us, that what is it used to be every text. episode before we started being full of hot air. It's true. It's true. We give the people what they want, though. Let's be it's honest. True. They bully us on. into giving more content. That's yeah, pre mongoose. Ugh, pre mongoose. Shut up, Galera. Come on. Yeah, it's I hate true. these guys. And we got you guys for that. <laughs> <laughs> Too much content. Uh, all right. Um, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, if you can give us all what you give your local Little Caesars, and that's of course five stars uh, on the podcast app that you are using to listen to us, uh, we totally appreciate it. And we'll see you guys after the second round of group stage once NA has completed the full comeback or the perfect record. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.